Welcome to the Dr. Judd Podcast. This is Dr. Judd. Are you feeling stuck at home, unable to do anything but watch the current crisis from the sidelines? Maybe even feeling guilty or ashamed that there are doctors, nurses, and other first responders on the front lines of the battle while you're safely at home? What you're feeling is totally normal, but there are ways to keep from spiraling into negative emotions and recognize that we're all doing our part. I'm Dr. Judd Brewer, addiction psychiatrist and neuroscientist specializing in anxiety and habit change. Let's dive right in. My wife and I live in Massachusetts, where the governor has asked everyone to stay home to prevent the spread of the virus. Last night, my brother-in-law sent me a text of a Muppet dressed in a white coat with a stethoscope around his neck. The caption read, stay home unless you want to get intubated by a psychiatrist. As my wife put it, funny, not funny at the same time. We psychiatrists are much better at focusing on the mind than the body, so I'm doing my best to pitch in from home. I've switched my outpatient clinic to telemedicine, and I hold a weekly office hours on YouTube Live so that anyone can ask questions about mental health. I'm not saying this to give myself a pat on the back, but I'm better at this type of stuff than working in the ICU. I haven't intubated a patient since I was a resident. And as I'm about to explain, feeling guilty about not being on the front lines isn't going to help. But a lot of people are feeling shame and guilt for not doing more. During my open to the public office hours on Monday, one person commented, I feel guilty that I'm enjoying being home with my family and pets while people are dying, and others are fighting the disease in the hospitals. That same day, a student of mine asked about how to work with feeling guilty for staying home and not helping more himself. He described how he's used to being a helper and how he feels good when he helps out. When someone needs help and we lend a hand, it's rewarding. It feels good. That makes sense. Yet my student went on to point out something more subtle. He'd been mapping out his habit loops, where he'd identify triggers, behaviors, and rewards that drove unhealthy habits for him. When he traced his behavior out, he noticed that he'd have a thought, something like, you could be doing more, why aren't you doing more? Or he'd read something about someone on the front lines, which would trigger the mental behavior of comparing himself to others. Or he'd judge himself for not getting out there and helping. The result would be the feeling of shame and guilt. I've seen this happen to a lot of people. The best thing that 99% of us can do is to stay home. Yet that can feel like doing nothing because we see other people out there actively doing something. Here, passively doing nothing is actively doing something. You're taking the best action for our collective safety and health. My student also pointed out that the best thing to do, stay at home, was oddly uncomfortable. I think many of us can relate to this. The discomfort of feeling stuck or trapped inside can heighten the desire to be active in general, creating an even bigger contrast between staying put and helping outside of the home. What's going on and how do we work with these feelings? According to researchers, guilt is generally referred to as a behavior-focused negative self-conscious emotion. Basically, we feel guilty when we do something that feels wrong. Shame is a related emotion. Where guilt focuses on a behavior, I did something wrong, shame brings in the focus to us. As a self-focused negative emotion, shame is related to the way we see ourselves and how we believe others to see us. I am a bad person for doing X. This is shame in a nutshell. Guilt and shame are like a one-two gut punch. We do something and feel guilty about it, 
then we look in the mirror or imagine how people are perceive us and we feel ashamed for who we are. I'll put a link below to Brene Brown's excellent TED talk for more on shame. As you can imagine, guilt and shame show up in our brains. The default mode network, a network of brain regions that gets activated when we think about ourselves in the past situations and we worry about the future, also lights up when people feel shame. The default mode network is most consistently activated with self-referential thinking, and shame fits right in here. We think about ourselves in a negative way and feel shame. My student, who was feeling guilty for not doing more, also described how he was getting stuck in what he called shame spirals. He would feel guilty, which would trigger self-judgmental thinking patterns of you are a bad person for not doing more, which would result in shame and more guilt. These spirals were loud and would take his thinking brain offline, making him unable to see the good things he was actually doing, like leading online meditation and support groups. When we're offline, we can't appreciate that we may be helping as best and as safely as we can right now. Interestingly, for my student, feelings of calm were also not a reprieve. For him, being calm could trigger worry thought loops. He said, I'm calm when the rest of the world is crazy. I shouldn't be calm. He mapped out his habit loop. Trigger, see everyone else nervous or anxious. Remember social contagion? Behavior, beat himself up for not being anxious enough. Result, feel like he should be doing more. Can anyone relate to this? This is similar to the person from my office hours who was feeling guilty that they were enjoying spending time with their family and pets. All of these emotions, whether guilt, shame, or worry, share a common theme. They can give us an uncomfortable, restless, wound up feeling that gets us to do something. But these can also make our thinking brains go offline. In fact, there was a study published back in 2013 that showed that the default mode network negatively influences the task control network, making us perform worse on cognitive tasks. Basically, things like shame make it harder for you to do constructive things. Yikes. So what might be a helpful response instead? In psychiatry, there's a phrase, don't just do something, sit there. That reminds us as therapists that when someone is struggling, we can actually make things worse by being triggered by our discomfort to do something to try to make them feel better. And if we're not careful, we might not notice that we're doing something to make ourselves feel better rather than focusing on our patients. Paradoxically, the sitting there as a psychiatrist or as humans in our homes, listening and being there in the moment is one of the best things that we can be doing. So see if today you can map out any habit loops of worry, guilt, or shame and notice if they make you feel uncomfortable and urge you into action. Name them so you can see them clearly. Oh, that's guilt. Oh, that's worry. Oh, that's shame. What's the trigger? What's the behavior? What's the result? Take a deep breath or two so that you can settle your nervous system and let your thinking brain come back online. Notice how these habit loops deplete your energy levels and just feed unhealthy habits of self-judgment. Recognize any discomfort and see if you can allow it to be there and play with affirming the sit-stay behavior by taking a moment to sit there and remind yourself that staying home is doing something really important. See if you can connect with the experience of helping others by staying home. Notice how this feels. Then see if this opens you up a little bit so you can tap into your creative thinking brain and ask, what can I be doing at home to help the world? 
Perhaps spending quality time with your family is the best thing you can be doing in that moment because it will have long-reaching effects. And perhaps you can also find creative ways to connect and help others while maintaining a healthy social distance. Let's end with a page from the book, The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse. What's your best discovery, asked the mole. That I'm enough as I am, said the boy. So step out of any guilt and shame spirals and see if you can discover over and over that you are more than enough, just as you are. Onward, together. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please don't forget to subscribe to receive future episodes, and please share this with friends or loved ones who might find the content helpful. To learn more about mindfulness and habit change, visit drjud.com. See you next time.